Welcome to Love Well on Purpose, a five-minute weekly podcast giving you tips and encouragement to love the people around you with intentionality. My name is Rachel Shelb, and I'm so glad you're here. As we enter season four, which is just so hard to believe, we're going to be focusing on grief and loving grievers well. Let's get to it. When I talk to people about being a grief supporter, one of the first questions I get is, what do I say to someone who's grieving? And I struggle to answer that question sometimes because I think that it's so nuanced and so specific to the person and the grief that they are experiencing that it's hard to make a blanket statement of this is what to say and this is what not to say. For instance, when my husband and I were newly married and I would be frustrated by a situation, he was inclined to try to fix the problem. Whatever the issue was, he wanted to fix it because he loved me so much that seeing me sad made him sad. And so he wanted to do what he could to help me through it. But I needed time to feel the feelings first. Now, 13 years later, He has fully realized that what I need when I'm struggling is for him to first say, I'm so sorry, that sucks. Give me a hug. Let me feel all the feelings. And then he can help me look on the bright side or process through my feelings. However, some people really don't want to hear that. They want the solution. They want to be brought to seeing things from a positive perspective. So everyone is different. And I realize that, but there are a few things that we can do that are in fact comforting to every griever, whether they are grieving a medical diagnosis, loss of a loved one, infertility, um, whatever the case may be, there are a few things that are consistently comforting to a griever. One of the main things that we can do to comfort someone who is grieving, whether they are grieving a medical diagnosis or physical loss or a strained relationship or marriage, whatever the case may be, the first thing that we can do is sit and listen and not try to give any responses and not try to fix anything, but listen to what they are sharing. Sometimes when we do that, we will hear that they are just needing to share all of their feelings. Other times we'll hear them start asking questions of, I don't know how to get through this. What do you think I should do? How can I do this? What should I be praying? And when they ask those questions, that's the clue that they are wanting additional information and advice. The second thing that we can do is we can make sure that we avoid platitudes. Platitudes are just so common in our responses as a society to any type of thing that makes us uncomfortable. We try to tell people to look on the bright side of it, of it'll get better, or if it's a physical loss, they're in a better place, it's okay. And while those statements may be true, they are rarely, if ever, actually beneficial when someone is in the immediacy of grief. And so instead, we need to be able to provide comfort and point to hope without giving those pat answers. So what does that look like? That may look like saying, I'm so sorry. I know that they're in heaven and you know that they're in heaven, but that doesn't make your grief any less painful. 
You see that? You're acknowledging that they are in a better place. You're acknowledging that they are in heaven if you know that to be true. Don't say that if you don't know that to be true. But if you know that they are in heaven, then remind them of that, but also acknowledge that their pain is real. And the third thing we can do is take action. The third way to provide comfort is by doing something. We are naturally inclined to want to do something to help those who are hurting. So do something. Take them a meal. Offer to pick up groceries. Drop off their favorite candy bar. Say, hey, I'm just going to come over and sit with you and chat. Is that okay? Do something that just allows them to know that they are not alone as they process through this grief. Thank you so much for listening. I wonder, which of these tips is the most challenging for you to do? Which one comes easiest to you? Do you have any additional thoughts or insights? I would love to hear. You can always connect with me at rachelshelb.com and find ways to connect with me there. Subscribing, reviewing, and sharing this podcast is vital, and I'm so grateful for your help in doing that. You can follow me on Instagram and be sure to join my email list to receive my monthly newsletter. I hope you enjoyed this episode and will walk away encouraged to love well. Now, let's go do it. Let's go love well on purpose.